Motley team, it's four minutes past five, it's Friday morning, and you're all going, thank the Lord for Friday, because we finally made it through the week, just when you thought, you know, are we all going to drown on Monday with all the rain, and then Tuesday got a bit better, and then went, but by God, it was cold out in the suburbs. You know, I've noticed it, in town, all the buildings preserve all the heat, so you walk down to the station, it's very nice, you get to Twickenham, you open the door, and this cold air hits you, and you think, bloody hell, it's freezing, it really is, and now we're told, as we predicted... That snow is on the way, and it's um, it's going to be very cold and very snowy, and it's going to be fantastic, and I can't wait. I can't wait! And I love it when people write in. You always get the one person. It's always just the one person. I think it's the same person who writes under lots of different names. Another paranoid, schizophrenic, sort of go, oh, it's dreadful, isn't it, really? You know, we, we can't go outside because we slip over. Good! That's what makes it funny. I love it when people slip over, especially if they're in front of me. I, I laugh, I go, ha, 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 ha. And then you think, hope to God I don't do it. And I never do, actually. Stories in the papers today, absolutely going to make you go, ooh, yuck, yuck, yuck. But at least you found them and brought them. Because uh, if you've never heard the programme before, we don't actually pull punches here. You know, if, if it's got to be said, it's got to be said. We're not particularly PC. Uh, we're always very mindful of the law. But frankly, when it comes to Kate Moss, she appears to be above the law. Because very strangely, and I only noticed it in the... In the paper yesterday, I think it was in the Standard, although they had changed the front page uh, because that girly boy's father's got to pay his uh, money back, that MP Conway, and he's been told to pay back 3,700 quid to uh, the girly boy's son, who apparently didn't do any work at all for it. Didn't do any work at all, and yet the whole family seemed to have coined it in to the tune of God knows what. Very old family. But, no, the, the picture in the paper, it was of Kate Moss going off to Lily Allen's gig, which was apparently awful. Apparently, the, the review that I read of Lily Allen's gig was, don't ever do live again, love. You can't sing very well. You're quite clearly, and this was an experienced music producer, reviewer, saying that she's studio-based. All her stuff is done in a studio, and that's why you can't produce it live. So she was never a live band to start with. It was always a... And apparently the show was pants, and for halfway through, people were still listening to this new rubbish, and people started getting restless. And the reviewer said people were losing interest. But uh, she did have a good turnout, one of them being Kate Moss, who is pictured sitting in the back of a licensed black hackney carriage with a clear no-smoking sign visible, and she's got a fag on. What stupid driver allowed her to sit in the back? I hope we find him. I hope we get a nice picture of the number plate and uh, the man gets prosecuted. It is illegal to smoke in a cab. It's illegal to smoke in anything like that, and especially with a big... A big no-smoking sign on there. Did the driver not notice? Did the driver not notice? And turn around and go, Oi! Oi! Fag out, love. £2,000 fine for me. So I noticed that. Even the papers went, she finds it a bit of a drag going off to this... G- I mean, the gig was pants, I have to tell you. Absolutely awful. Uh, 84850, uk. I'd love a black cab driver to explain to me how you allow... So is it because they're a celebrity? Is it because it's always oh, Paris? Uh, it's not Paris Hilton because it's Kate Moss. Although actually talking to Paris Hilton, I did turn on the television the other day. Oh my God, it was a rubbish day for television. Yeah, it really was rubbish. I, I missed come dine with me because frankly I nodded off and I'd lost the will to live after the stupid woman singing who quite clearly has got a few screw loose. I mean, the, the lights are on, but nobody's home, I'm afraid. But instead I turned on Loose Women and there they were, the mad as a March hair woman, um, the singing woman, Carol, and then the former weather girl, and who did they bring on? Paris Hilton. Oh, dear Lord. I mean, you don't believe anybody can be this vacuous. She sits there and all she can do is put her head to one side and put her head to the other side. When Sherry Houston touched her arm, I thought she was going to collapse because quite clearly she's not used to people touching her and she's obviously a bit affected. 
It's probably because she seriously believes that she's going to get some money from the Hilton Hotel sell-off. But as I reported a short while ago, they've already sold the Hilton Group off and she never got one penny piece. None of her family got a penny piece. I don't think Baron Hilton ever liked her anyway. Bit of an old scrubber, I thought. And she sits there. We've seen the sex video. Well, most of us have seen the sex video. It was all over the internet. And, uh, and she said nothing. She was, she, was, she was so boring. At a dinner party, you'd have thrown yourself in the soup and drowned yourself because she was so dull. She sat there and this way and then the other way and then the other way. And then the other way. And, and they all had questions. They were all desperate to ask questions. But nobody asked her the basic question. Why are you so bloody boring? And, and then I think Karen McGiffin came up with, is it true that you were paid half a million to turn up to a party? It was only one party she was paid half a million. She said, what do you do? She said, I just, you know, turn up and talk to people. And, and I thought, oh, God in heaven. And they've got this chronically bad programme on. I mean, I can only say chronically bad because it's on ITV2. And it's, I think, Paris Hilton seeks a, a British best friend. It's been annihilated in the papers today because all the people on it are desperate wannabes. I mean, so sad and desperate that you look at them and think, I don't know, love, I re I'm really not sure, you know, whether or not you've actually got to, got to grips with this. <laughs> because it's just stupid programmes. There are pictures in the paper today of um, Vern Troyer out at a club with a load of old dogs hanging around him. I thought it was a meeting at Battersea Dogs Home. It turns out to be some girls from agency, uh, glamour models, all wearing their little tops. It's obviously the, the latest thing now. If you're from up north, because most of them appear to be from up north, because down south it's easy just to stand on the street corner and wait till the client walks past. But up north, they have to sort of dress the thing, and everybody's got to be blonde. Everybody's got to be bleach blonde. So they, they do bleach blonde, they do bad makeup, and they think, if you actually get, get your boobs out, that makes you a celebrity. Hence the two girls that you saw the other day coming out with Russell Brand. And th one of the columnists said, the saddest thing is, that's the pinnacle of their life. That is the pinnacle of their life. Going off to be bedded, or attempted to be bedded, by Russell Brand. And you, and you kind of think, and that's it in your life. That is it. You've actually gone off with somebody who makes filthy, perverted phone calls. And you think you're clever? I don't think so. I don't think so. But there are other stories in the papers today. Oh, Richard Littlejohn. I mean, this man's got to be an out-and-out homophobe. He gets his knickers in such a twist over uh, two children being given to two gay men, working on the assumption, quite clearly, in his little tiny, tiny mind, that if you give children to gay people to look after, they're going to make them gay. It's like, you know, my mother made me a homosexual. If I give her the wool, will she make me one? You know, and, and all this kind of stuff. Assuming that most gay people obviously come from gay couples. Well, I think you could ask around, actually. Most gay people, I think, come from heterosexual couples, which makes you worry when you look at Richard Littlejohn, because I think if you're that anti it, it's like, do you remember that programme on the telly where it was the, uh, the so-called Christian family in America and they were going, God hates fags, and, and they were picketing soldiers' funerals and calling them fag soldiers and all sorts of... Th I mean, they really were the most revolting, disgusting, go-straight-to-hell family in America. And they thought they were being really clever. And, and they had Louis Theroux asking the little kids, some of them were about seven or eight, holding up banners saying, God hates fags, God hates queers. And he said to, to one of the little boys, he said, do you know what that means? And he went, no. He said, do you not understand it? No. And you think, they're just being brainwashed by this pig of a mother. I mean, the kind of woman, I mean, you'd have hanged her years ago because she was inciting all sorts of hatred. And they were... I and mean, yet you looked at a couple of the sons in the family, you thought, well, you're going to be benders, aren't you? Absolutely. Because the more you say to somebody, don't, don't do something, the more people think, hmm, well, why? It's like if you say to kids, don't smoke, it's going to be really bad for you. Why? 
because it's really, really bad for you. So you start smoking. Don't eat sweets, they're bad for you. Oh, lost sweets, lost sweets, sweets. So the more you say to somebody, don't do it, the more they want to try it. And this, this church-going family in America, who quite clearly were so ostracised, they picketed uh, war veterans' funerals. As they were carrying the coffins out, they stood there with their placards saying, God hates fags, so glad that you're dead, all this kind of stuff. And you think you want to go there and punch them in the face. Pieces of filth they were, straight to hell. God doesn't like people like that. They're horrible. And they couldn't, they couldn't explain any of it away in the Bible. It was just disgusting. So that's why when you get people over here sort of saying, oh, no, you, 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 can't, you can't give children to two gay men to adopt. Put it this way, they're going to be a darn sight better off with two gay guys who can probably look after them, or two gay women, as opposed to a heroin addict for a mother and a drunk for a father. What do you think their life would have been there? But no, 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 you get the collar. They have to go out there, because in the middle of England, there's a little pocket of people going, absolutely disgusting, poofed, bloody disgraceful, it really is, just disgusting. And yet they'd be the first ones in the army. Ooh, like a, like a bit of action, would you, young boy? You know, they're the first ones, aren't they? It's like today, and I, I got so angry watching the television last night, because I thought to myself, I don't actually believe that people can be like that. And it's the, uh, the lads who are up in court... And they've, they've gone to prison for the murder of that young boy. You know, the boy who was shot dead? And uh, Rhys Jones. And they were there in court and they cheered and whooped when they got their sentence because the sentences were so pathetically awful. There are, I think, five years between three of them. And they whooped and cheered. And this little boy's dead. And I thought, you know, I hope that when you get into prison, you come out walking very strangely because they love young boys like you. And once they discover that you've been responsible for the death of a young boy, your life won't be worth living. I hope you think it's all worth it. I'd be more inclined for the papers to go around and interview the bloody families to find out what sort of families produce... <sighs> God, people like that. I couldn't, think, I couldn't think of anything worse to say, actually. Apart from when I watched them on the television, I thought, I hope you really suffer in prison. I hope you get beaten the hell out of. Because it's just atrocious. that this, they ha Even their own counsel had to turn round and say to them, listen, you're in a court of law here. They stuck two fingers up. Mind you, there's some other people in a, in a village in Surrey who've started wearing masks and going round acting as vigilantes. And the police have said, you can't do this. And you've got these little people of limited intelligence there. I mean, it's just appalling. It really is. Actually, talking of people of limited intelligence and having, having mentioned Paris Hilton the other day, the other one who gets on my blooming nerves is Ashley Pearson. Turned up on Sky News yesterday. She's this bleach blonde, used to work for OK Magazine and disappeared from there. And all she does is she just reads something out of the paper and goes, oh, you know, and Tom Cruise is... And I'm thinking, oh, why don't you go away? Anyway, she turns up on Alan Titchmarsh's show yesterday. Again, you know, with Nick Ferrari, and I'm thinking, come on, Nick, why don't you turn around to her and go, you're rubbish, you're absolute rubbish, like Janet Street Porter. God, she's looking ancient, isn't she? Janet Street Porter. I mean, a woman and a mission. The mission being, she's brought out a book which is all full of swear words, which is very funny, you know, if you're an old woman. It's a bit like, I don't know, looking at Esther Ranson and going, you're 68, love, stop hanging around with people of 40, it's just disgusting. It's turning people's stomachs, it's not nice at all. So we had Ashley Pearson, we had some dreadful old bag called Rosemary Schrager, who obviously Alan Titchmarsh likes, and we love Alan Titchmarsh because we think he's great, but unfortunately the show needs to kick up the rear end because it's now becoming a bit dated, a bit pants, and a bit safe. You know, there's nothing on it that, that is, is really edgy, I'm afraid. You know, putting Kelvin McKenzie on is a bit like putting somebody on is in the last throes of their life. And Rosemary Schrager, I mean, the fattest woman on television, cooking. I'm sorry, put somebody thin on there. Nobody wants to see what you're going to end up looking like. That's not healthy, is it? 5.15.
These are the headlines. The governor of Illinois has been thrown out of office over charges he abused his power. A Muslim convert who tried to blow up a restaurant in Exeter will be sentenced at the Old Bailey later. Nikki Riley from Plymouth, who appeared at trial as Mohammed Saeed Aim, attempted to de- detonate a nail bomb in the toilets of the giraffe in May last year. No customer was hurt, but he was badly injured. And forecasters are predicting snow will hit the UK next week during the coldest winter of 13 years. Freezing temperatures are set to take hold on Sunday, bringing heavy snow and bitterly cold winds from Russia on Monday and Tuesday. How lovely. Of course, it'll, of course, havoc on the road, and that's why we have the lovely Hube room to look after you. <laughs> A couple of inches of snow and it'll Ooh, go wrong. How nice. Uh, right, Battersea Bridge... Ro- Morning, team. I'm in such a good mood this morning. Such a good mood. I think uh, by the end of the programme, I always feel that we've, we've put the world to rights. And especially if by this time next week, we're going to be knee-deep in white stuff, and I don't mean Colombian marching powder. I'm looking actually at the fact that the, the snow from Siberia will sweep across the country, and the whole country looks beautiful. Beautiful. They'll have the aerial shots on the news. ITN will have people out there standing in a snowdrift. The GMTV reporter will be knocked over by a snowplough. It'll be fantastic. We'll all be out there. And then people will be saying, it's dreadful, don't go out. And you think, well, how did the man get to the snowplough in the first place? And, all, and there'll be people trying to rescue sheep from fields, but because they're white and the snow's white, you can't see them till their little faces pop up. I mean, it's just incredible. I love snow. I love it. I know people go, oh, it's horrid, you can't go out. Nah, bugger that for soldiers. Stay in, go out. It's the only time your garden will look like anybody else's. It's beautiful. Make snowmen, chuck them at the old pensioner next door. Way, knock them over. You know, your washing's on the line, rock hard. The only time your pants are as stiff as a board. You know, it's fantastic. You go, you bring it in, you can bang in nails. And then you open up the papers and here she is. The one shows Christine Bleakley, 29. Well, I wet myself laughing. I don't think so, lovey. I mean, you must be at least... I mean, if, if you're 29, you're the oldest-looking 29 I've ever seen. We actually put you at around about 54. I mean, I can't believe that you seriously that you're going to get away with being 29. I mean, you, you can't be serious. I mean, it's, it's a lovely idea. We all knock a few years off, love. But, but not 50. You know, you can't get away with that. It's like John Cleese's girlfriend. I'm 27. Oh, I, oh right. And people believed it. Till they delved a bit deeper and they went, actually, she's 45. I think Christine Bleakley is about 45. She looks so old. You, if you're 29, dear, you've had a rough life. She's got thin, scrawny hands like one of the witches sitting around the cauldron doing the hubble bubble. I mean, it's, she's old. Why do people tell fibs about their age? What is it about people who can't... And it's, it's mainly women... It's mainly women who go, I'm, I'm 33. You're not. I'm, I'm 30. Or failing that, they go, I'm, I can't tell you. Why? Why can't you tell us? Go, tell us how old. I can't tell you. How old are you? 13. You know, you're not 13. 14? Would you buy 14? No, I'm not buying 14 either. So when Christine Bleakley, and she's been going out with this guy for three years. Nobody's ever seen him before, but they've split, and apparently she's putting on a brave face. Oh, what a brave little soldier, because you know damn well, Christine, don't go to work, love, don't get paid. So you have to put on a... It's not a brave face, it's the fact that he's obviously found out you're as boring as everybody else thinks you are, because I think the one show is god-awful. I think it's dreadful. Dreadful. What with her and the dreary Adrian Childs, who's going to be a big star. This is the man who split from his wife, Jane Garvey, following her, her, the breakup. Remember all these rumours? that they'd been seen together. I mean, it's quite normal if you work with somebody. It's quite normal to be seen out. You go for a drink, you go for a meal. Although, frankly, I mean, you're always seen out with something like Christine Bleakley, do you? God, dear. Anyway, here they all are in the paper. This is, uh, this is the, uh, the names you're looking out for in prison, boys. James Yates, 
Nathan Quinn and Dean Kelly. OK, this is this is your new chicken fodder. It's arriving in very shortly. Uh, James Yates was the armourer, acted like a hard man, but wept after his arrest. 20-year-old, he bought the gun, which killed Reese and helped Mercer get rid of it afterwards. Uh, he sickened the court by smirking all this fuss over a kid. Oh, James, when you get into prison, they're going to love you, baby. Nathan Quinn helped hide the gun which killed Reese and got rid of Mercer's clothes. In the Croxteth crew, looks a bit girly to me, actually, uh, since the early teens, after Reese was killed, the gang sent him to buy another gun, already in prison for other firearms offences. So you know what it's like, don't you? When somebody comes knocking on your cell door, Nathan, and goes, hey, pretty boy, this way. And Dean Kelly provided Mercer with an alibi, claiming they were watching a DVD when Reese was killed. He hid the revolver in a loft with another gun, and ammo after the shooting. Oh, they're going to love you, Dean Kelly. So those are the people you're looking out for. James Yates, Dean Kelly, Nathan Quinn. Always very popular in prison. And they laughed. When they were sentenced, they got five years between them because they've already served some time. And they laughed. And they don't really care about little Reese. Not remotely interested. His parents, quite rightly, are absolutely in agony and united. And can you imagine? Somebody kills your child... And then they laugh about it, and then in about two years' time, they're going to be out walking past your house, sticking fingers up to you, going, your son's dead, your son's dead. You want to go out there and blow their brains off, don't you? You really do. I hope when these little these little pieces of whatever they are come out of prison, justice will be dealt to them. It's just appalling. It's just appalling that this is the state that the country's got in nowadays. There's no... You know, you, can you imagine years ago, you're going to court, oh, my God, you're going to prison, oh, my... Nowadays, they cheer and clap. Shame slob mum Karen Matthews, another vile piece of pond life, complained about appearing in court over her daughter's kidnap because it cost her cigarette money. I mean, you just don't know where the world's going, do you? Small wonder, as I said a couple of days ago. People say, oh, I don't want to go out at night, it's not safe. It really isn't safe. It's not good. And says if we have snow next week, everybody better stock up on shopping. As uh, you know, London will come to a standstill. No, London is fine. We don't have any problem in London because it's too warm. So it's it's just, it's fantastic. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, the point maybe little John has missed is that the grandparents were turned down wrongly because she's diabetic and he has angina. But he says Mr Little John is a twit. He always was. He was on LBC years ago and he was pretty much of a twit then. Uh, the Sony Vio laptop, says Angela, went for 65p. She said, I bid 55. Oh, no. So close. So close, and yet so far. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We weave in uh, all your texts and emails, and uh, we get through every single one on the... Pro- Other programmes promise to do this. We do it. Oh, guess who's retiring from uh, his spring watch nest? Yes, the nation's favourite TV twitcher, Bill Oddie, is going to give it a... Re- He's going to do other programmes, so, um, you know, you're not actually going to get rid of him at all. I remember Bill Oddie doing a kids' programme years ago. I think it was called Saturday Banana. And the kids wouldn't shut up, and he's not very good with kids. And he said, I'm going to clear this. This is live. I'm going to clear the studio unless you shut up. So they carried on. They carried on shutting. And he cleared the studio. (laughs) Cleared the studio completely. Seemed a bit pointless, really. Kids' programme. No kids. Uh, Steve, read the young man who was murdered here in Bridlington. His 17-year-old killer, who just got two years, is now bragging about it. We're all disgusted, says Steve. I totally agree with you. I think people like that should be strung up immediately. I don't think we should waste any time putting them in prison. I really don't. As long as there is, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, they were the people responsible. Hang them. I'm sorry, I really couldn't care less. Or drown them. Do something with them. Why should we keep them in prison and let them out again to brag about it? I find it appalling. You know, put yourself in the position 
of somebody who has just had a child murdered and the person who actually committed it is walking up and down with their friends, you know, swaggering. We, we saw it in the paper the other day. We saw it in the paper the other day. You know, a young man goes out, beats the crap out of a 15-year-old boy with a golf club, goes in prison for four months, comes outside and starts swaggering around and posing for pictures and then drops his trousers because he's been quite used to doing that in prison, I should imagine. And that's Jade Goody's little boyfriend. A classic example of a complete prat of the first order, I'm afraid. Comes out and all of a sudden, you know, he's a big hero for his mates and he's got a sunbed because that's what he missed when he was inside. No remorse about what he did. No remorse. So, of course, I think you'd be, uh, you'd actually be quite justified in, in when that 15-year-old grows up a bit. He goes around and beats the living daylights out of him and goes, tit for tat, you know, 84850, uk. More of your texts and emails coming in a moment. Martine does not have papers in the house because of the garbage articles. Uh, I totally agree, actually. You haven't the papers, but I've managed to fill two hours quite well over the years. And thank you, incidentally, for the latest audience figures. I'm very happy indeed. In fact, especially on Sunday, especially on Sunday, which is, it, which is I think, our best audience of the entire week. I think we have, on Sunday morning, I think it's the biggest audience of the, in, of the entire station. And uh, I think we have the biggest share in London. So more people are listening on Sunday morning than at any other time. So we're very, very grateful. Uh, Martine says, that USA family, whose name is Phelps, were bankrupted by the USA courts, and that's where Mr Little John will be going if he doesn't shut his trap. The trouble is, we had Little John on here. He used to do a programme on LBC, in fact, in the same slot that James O'Brien was on. And the one thing I always remember is, because he's got such an awful voice, we had to send him away for speech therapy. Because <laughs> he's got a little voice, he sounds a little bit like, like Brown Owl, and he looks a little bit like Ollie Beak. Remember Ollie Beak? For, for a bit... Like, not old enough, many of you, to remember that, uh, which is quite funny. And uh, so he went away, and then, but he does write, he preaches some absolute rubbish in his column sometimes. You begin to think, oh dear, I tell you, You're obviously not in the real world. Actually, they, they've done a day in the life of a, of a kebab shop ever since we told you on the programme two days ago that kebabs, the doner kebabs, are the worst things you can ever eat. They are full of fat and crap and garbage, and they've interviewed... A load of people, a day in the life of a kebab shop. And, I mean, they are dirty places. They're just horrible, disgusting, 2,000 calories on average in a kebab. That is a woman's daily intake. And they've listed a load of people. And I have to read it to you, because the people who shop in kebab shops are obviously as stupid as they come. As you will discover when I read out some of their comments in the mirror for today. This is Elbow. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's 28 minutes to six. It's Friday morning. We love Friday morning. So here is the, the Donna kebab story. I have to mention it because it's a day in the life of a kebab shop and you know how bad for you they are. Unhealthy, 2,000 calories on average. So they go to this uh, kebab shop in south-east London. Uh, the owner at 7.30pm gives office worker Ben Stacey his usual large donna with extra chilli sauce. Ben says, when I get home from work, I'm starving. My parents don't like me eating junk food. They call me fat boy, but I don't care. I'd rather eat kebabs every day than salads or healthy stuff. So quite clearly, an, a complete and utter prune, isn't he? A complete and utter prune. Cable layer Mark Atkins and his mates come in for a kebab before a night shift. He said, we need something that will fill us up and keep us going through the night. Yeah, perhaps salad next time, maybe. Uh, Andrew Chan and his girlfriend buy kebabs on the way home. He says, we thought of cooking for ourselves, but we're very tired. I saw the news today about saying how bad kebabs are, but once in a while can't harm you, can it? Yes. Uh, 8.30, a maths teacher, Chris Lucas, orders chips and a large carton of kebab meat. He said, I'm tired and hungry, I just want to go and eat it and go to bed. I'd fish earlier. 
God. And that's a teacher. Uh, 9.05. Laura Dinsdale pops in for a doner kebab and chips for her husband. She said, uh, we've just done the weekly shop and don't want to cook. So they go for something crap like that. She says, my husband isn't bothered. They're full of fat and salt. Good. Well, expect an early death then, dear. Becky Norris pops in at 9.30 and asks for a large doner with chilli sauce. She says, I only ever eat kebabs when I'm drunk and I want to sober up. Lovely, Becky. What a class act you must be. Factory worker, uh, Lazio, says, I don't care how unhealthy kebabs might be. They're quick and easy, which is what I need right now. Uh, so, again, have you noticed, well, there's one thing that runs for all these people. They're all stupid. Every single one of them. They don't, they don't care that they've been told. It's like saying, I tell you what, why don't you just inject this heroin into your arm? It makes you feel good, but it doesn't matter, it's killing you. Oh, OK, that's fine. <laughs> so off they go. Painter and decorator stumbles in. He says, I need something to sober me up before I get home to face the wife. So they're either drunks or stupid people or a combination of both. Talk to you stupid people. And here's something that, uh, that really gets my goat. It's, um, it's a woman called Jane Sinclair. She comes from Walton-on-the-Hill in Surrey. And uh, she's, got, uh, she's got a horse. He's an 11-year-old Clydesdale called Boo. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, he had uh, conjunctivitis. Well, they thought he had conjunctivitis until a vet came round and realised that he'd been shot in his eyes by air gun pellets. Some thugs had gone out there and shot him in the eyes, and she may have to put him down if she can't find a sanctuary to, uh, to look after him. He lost one eye to cancer, and he's now totally blind. And somebody can go out there and do that. And you think to yourself, you know, <laughs> killing you isn't good enough. It really isn't. How you can ever do She said here, I can't get my head around the mentality of anybody who could do this. Have you seen the people in court nowadays, Jane? The people who go in there and laugh after, you know, a young boy has lost his life. They laugh. Go to prison for two years. Ha, ha, ha. We're going to be coming out very shortly. It's, the, these are the sick people. The sick people. Uh, 84850, Steve at uk. Um, Steve, says Pat the cabbie, you should have been a diplomat. You're far too liberal-minded. I know. It is true, actually. Uh, Dorman Dom in Orpington. God, you're driving that late this morning, aren't you? Uh, 84850, uh, Another one here, uh, which says, uh, I'm 23, got our first baby on the way. I think these people who kill should have their life taken if they kill someone. Totally agree. Totally agree. I just can't, I can't get my head around it. Can't get my head around it. The sort of pond life, you know, that, that, that are out there that commit these sort of crimes. One day it's going to affect your family. Although there's probably people listening at the who might actually be that kind of pond life. In which case, we wish nothing but hatred on you. Like that woman who turned up on the, uh, the Jasper Carrot programme the other day. And I mentioned a friend of mine, she thought she was in the right. This was the one who was um, uh, the lollipop lady who wanted the money and the other girl uh, stole it and so kept the whole lot. And this lollipop lady turned around and said, you bitch. I thought, that's what you are, dear. You're a bit of pond life. You deserve to have the money taken from you. I'd have done the same thing. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sick of overinflated judges paid stupid sums of money so we can give murdering thugs five years. It's disgusting says uh, Martin. When are we going to take back control of our ever-increasing ills of society? They're on every street corner. They're on every street corner. It's just we're in that kind of mentality now where, where people are so disgusting. And, and mainly the disgusting ones are people who've got no home life. They don't have any security of family whatsoever. They probably drank. There was a 12-year-old the other day given an ASBO because he used to go around boasting. He used to, you know, throw things at pensioners and break into shops. and doors. 12 years old, boasted he took, you know, drugs, he'd done ecstasy. And you think, what a sad little person you are. How sad and tragic that your life is finished at 12, but you're too stupid to realise it. You think you're being all 
all terribly clever. He'll probably end up getting some girl pregnant. And then what'll happen is, you know, they'll end up applying for a house. Then they'll turn out to be the couple from hell. Then they'll appear on the Jeremy Kyle show. And then somebody will run them over. And we'll all cheer. Because it's, it's just, they're a waste of space, these people. Time you open up the papers. I get quite angry when you read most of the stories in the papers, especially when it involves murder and it involves people who, who commit crimes. That's, that's what I hate. Like, you know, when we saw this, this couple in America, the, this, this church over there, picketing the funerals of soldiers. And then at one point, and I did laugh, uh, they were standing there. Oh, that's what it was, was it? No, they couldn't uh, it find it yet. Oh, right. um, he's going to have a okay. look. And it was terribly sad because one of the little lads standing there with God hates fags on a poster, and this was a little seven-year-old, uh, somebody threw a drink at him out of a car window. Ha, 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 ha. We laughed, I tell you. And then the mother, this piece of pond life from hell, said, how can somebody do that? And I thought, and you're standing there, you revolting woman, you know, you know, behaving like this? Awful, awful, awful. 84850, uk, uh, and you send in your texts and emails, stevedlbc.co.uk. That's what you have to do if you want to get mentioned on the programme. Morning, John. Morning, Steve. Morning. Morning. I'm so angry this morning. I can tell. I'm You're very you, angry. These, these <clears throat> children, these, ch- these 20-year-olds, hmm. who are going to get shafted in prison, I do hope, uh, clapped and cheered when they're given their sentence. Really? Oh, yeah. This they is the, the, the boy, the, the murders of the little race. Yeah, little The ga- race. little gang that yeah, was going around. Yeah, the little gang hung around there. They all clapped and cheered when they were given their sentence. Clapped and cheered. Well, yeah. at that point, you, they should have tripled them. Whatever. What did they get? Five years for all three of them. In total. Between them, to Between share. Them, to share. Less than two years each. Less than two years they'll for be out. killing that boy. You see, I would have thought, the moment they clapped and cheered, the judge would have gone, double the sentence. Absolutely. It and keep going until the end. You're not coming out of prison ever. No, go to, for the rest of your, your yeah, life. the rest of your life, you stay in there, you little pond life. And this is because they're, they're part of a gang, weren't they? Well, gang, you know what gangs are? They're just pathetic, aren't they? Absolutely pathetic. Yeah. 84850, uh, Poor old Daniel, another one. Nothing wrong with eating the occasional doner kebab. Yes, there is. Yes, very bad is. for you. Very, very bad for you. Very, no, very I've never bad had for you. one. No, horrible things. I couldn't. It's that thing that they cut. That yeah. thing that looks like mostly it's... turning out. It turns out they've got bacon in the middle of them, so not even halal. Oh, so they've been fooling people for years. Most disgusting food. And also, it sits there mm. day after day after day. Yeah. I mean, they only come in and heat it up. That's only a kind of a grill thing. Do you know what they're it? supposed to do? And they don't. Uh, they're supposed to, at the end of the day, throw away what's left. You are not supposed to reheat. Meat that's already been on the the no. skewer. Well, I wouldn't they're supposed so. to take it off, and they don't. But loads of them reheat yesterday's. Of course they do, and that's why you become ill, Daniel. But of course, if we have to explain that to you, you're too stupid for words. Oh, I couldn't eat a kebab. I know, disgusting. I things. did have something oh. nice like last night. You'd have liked that actually. It was from Sainsbury's, and it was beef bourguignon. Oh, nice. Oh, it was lovely, and it had faggots on it. Little tiny little faggots. Oh, right. <laughs> How interesting. <laughs> what a novel no, food. Nothing like a faggot on the early nothing breakfast like, show. It used to be that sign of the bus stop. Come home to a real faggot tonight. <laughs> yeah. I think we must go to America. Go to America. Where well, they wouldn't put faggots on their board. It's meatballs, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but it's beautiful. And so what I did with it, and I thought of you when I was doing this last night, I thought, now what can I have with that? Because I didn't want to start Not faffing sprouts. around. No, I didn't. I've had loads of sprouts oh. this week. I love sprouts, mm. you know. But I put mashed potato with it. Oh, delicious. So, a lovely big bowl. Oh. Mar- say, Marks and Spencer's mashed potato. Yeah. Oh, already made. Already, of course, yeah. yeah. I haven't got time to peel no, potatoes. No, exactly. You can't beat it. So, I put it in the thing, and then I put the beef bourguignon on top. Oh, delicious. Oh, it was absolutely divine. Delicious. I'm so glad I didn't invite anyone to dinner, because I had it all myself. Yeah. And it cost £4.99, the whole thing. 
Oh, very good. That's good. Value, the whole isn't lot. It? Yeah. Blimey. It was three ninety nine for the ball. Yeah, and it was a pound or something for the uh, mashed potatoes. Very good. And it was already in twenty five minutes. Yeah, for the life of me, I can't remember what I had to eat. I remember that the night before, or the day before, Michael and I had gone out and we'd had uh, tapas. Love tapas. We did like tapas. Actually, I had uh, I had aubergines and we mm. had the spare ribs. And he had a lot of fish things because I'm not good. You're not with good. Fish. He had sardines and them, quite big sardines. They're lovely the sardines. He said, and I can't do. I've never eaten a sardine I know, in my life. And, and I like the in tapas the anchovies with cucumber. Said, and you get a big. Oh, that. it's lovely. Really? That good? Fish is very good for you. Mm. I know you don't like it. You I know, do eat salmon and prawns. You eat? Yeah, I eat salmon <clears> and well, shrimps mainly. Not yeah. prawns. As long as it's got Thousand Island dressing. Exactly. On. As long as it's got a Mary Rose sauce on or something like that. Because they, they did have prawns. We did order them, but they were a bit too big for me. And I did look at them and he said, I'll, I'll, I'll take the heads off. Ooh, even worse. <laughs> don't, no, not for me. Not on my account. Is it, the got... fi- is it that you don't like fish because you don't like the head on it? I don't like any item to look like it looks when it was living. I mean, you don't... Right. So suckling pigs out of the question. Suckling then. pigs a bit. Although I did have it <clears throat> at Pete's place. He actually had a hog roast. Mm. Pete, when he had his 40th birthday party, and there's about 100 of us, and he had a hog roast and he had a marquee with a band in yes, and a fantastic. disc. Really fantastic. And that, that was delicious. Yeah, suckling pigs. But I just got completely wasted that night. I have no memory of any of it. No change there. Well, then. At, well, the time before that, we had a firework display, and about 40 people turned up for Pete's firework display, and we all took fireworks. It lasted for ages. Again, somebody spiked my drinks. The next thing, Not I'm lying... vodka? Well, I don't know what it was spiked with, but I'm lying on the ground by the bonfire. <laughs> and they took my shirt off and photographed me. Really? I know. And where is this photograph? I've, uh, it's probably in Pete's private it collection, I should imagine. Very you wait till I see Pete and Dawn next time round and pop I did that for you. Oh, right, thank you. What is it? Oh, the South Bank. Was I on the South Bank show? Street- Unbelievable. Unreal. I, I hardly mentioned it, it yesterday I at all. I nearly fell off my new sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I hard- oh, you've got your new sofa in? <laughs> they arrived. I hardly mentioned it yesterday, but apparently loads of people saw it. I saw it. I was you terribly it. excited about it. Were you? Oh, and I know that man. I know. Who let him out? I know that person. <laughs> well, in fact, strangely enough, even uh, Corin and Tony saw it. Oh, I'm surprised. Uh, every- I tell you what was interesting, apart from the fact that you're on it, of course. Yeah. Which you were the most important part oh, of the whole evening. Oh, <laughs> I mean, no, I always came in here and sort of was going to cow in the corner. Because <laughs> you but the, 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 everybody else that was there, yeah. what a what a selection of oh, people. I've, I've, yes. It was inc- quite incredible. Yes, the, I mean, there was everybody. everybody. There were even people there that I remember thinking... Blimey, I didn't see you there, but they were all there. Yeah. Great lineup. Absolutely incredible. Corin and Tony says, look very dapper. Did you see your silver shoes on the Richard and Judy show? There were some sparkly pink ones as well, which looked rather nice. <laughs> Nick My Ferrari wasn't wearing them, was he? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, is anybody watching the Richard and Judy? Well, it's just Corin and Tony watching the Richard and Judy yeah, show. I, th- I don't think anybody? my mum even does anymore. No. It's on watch. Yeah. If you can find one. I thought it was on Dave. Uh, Noreen says, have a great time at the wedding, because I'm off to Giles' wedding tomorrow. Oh, it's the big day big tomorrow. Big day for Giles. She says, his little rosy cheeks <clears throat> will be rosier, bless him. And oh, don't be... you dare stand up when the vicar asks if anybody knows any reason why. <laughs> I don't know if you know any cause or just impediment why these two should not be lawful. Hello? Hello? <laughs> it's me. I can think of a hundred reasons. It's his, it's his worst nightmare that I'm going to stand up and say <laughs> <Yes>. something. <laughs> I am. I'm surprised you're not best man. Or bridesmaid. I well, I, I don't know who, who best man... I think best man is somebody he went to college with. Yeah, because he hasn't got brother, any brothers, has he? Now, that I couldn't tell you. I've, I've got no I idea. I think so, no. I think he yeah. might have a sister. You're going to meet his mum and dad, because you haven't met them, have oh, you? Oh, Lord, can you imagine? They are absolutely lovely. Are they? Oh, charming, charming, charming. Mm. You'll love them. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. As long as it's reciprocated, where is the we don't care. Uh, in a church. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say where. With a steeple. With a steeple, <laughs> yes. I think there's about a hundred of us. 
A hundred people. I think there's a hundred. And a meal afterwards? Yes. Not fish and chips for six. No, 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 no. It's it's a it's a posh posh place. Posh fish and chips. Yes, posh fish and chips. And so and you you sent the present. Yes. Well, there was a wedding list. Yes. Uh, and and it selected. was it was actually quite handy because it was a wedding. But I'd already told him what I was going to buy him anyway when he told me what was on the wedding list. So I'd already said, "Well, I'll I'll buy you that because it was on John Lewis." And you click yeah. on their names and a code number, yeah. and then it puts up the wedding list. Then you tick the box of the item you want to buy them, and then at the end, when it's all finished, they then send that, all the items to them. So that means you don't have to stagger down with a present wrapped up. <clears throat> no, it comes already wrapped up, and then they send all the thank you cards and you yes, just, and yes. it's all automatically yeah. done. So I'd already decided what I was buying him. In fact, it's quite popular now. People are doing more and more of it. To, um, to not only do they do shop like places like John Lewis and Debenhams and all those places that do wedding lists, but they they also do it with us uh, in a travel agent. Oh, really? And they say, look, we've got everything. We've got a house. We've got children. We've got everything. Yeah. But we do need a honeymoon. So please contribute. And so people oh. send in money, oh. and then nobody knows, you, they never know who sent one pound or who sent a hundred pounds. Right. And then we send them a, a little voucher out, and they give, a, give it to them in card. I wouldn't mind a holiday, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to send in money to LBC at Leicester Square, just, <laughs> just any, you know, I mean, I don't mind where I go. I'm not that fussy. You know, just down the road on a bus would be quite handy, I think. <laughs> well, if, you, nice. if all of your million listeners sent yeah. half a crown... Half a crown. You could go to the Isle of Wight. Imagine, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what a holiday that would be. Fourteen minutes to six. <laughs> The governor of Illinois has been impeached over claims he tried to sell Barack Obama's seat. The Illinois Senate voted that the Democrat abused his power for personal gain. He claims he'd done nothing wrong. A schoolboy who stored a gun, silencer and ammunition at home in south-east London is due to be sentenced later. The youngster from New Cross, who was just 13 when he agreed to look after them for a fellow gang member. And the number of people going to church is on the up. According to the Christian charity Tear Fund, more than a quarter of adults in the UK attend church at least once a year, while 15% go at least once a month compared to... To 13% last year. Let's have a check on the state of the road for you this morning. Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. Uh, Battersea Bridge. Morning, everybody. It's 11 minutes to uh, 6. Uh, Steve from Peter Wolverhampton. When these vile creatures whooped and clapped at their sentencing, why wasn't it interpreted as contempt of court and the sentence increased? I totally agree with you. That's what I'd have done. Absolutely. I'd have gone, you clapped and whooped, <coughs> another two years. Woo, 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 another two years. And very soon, these stupid boys realise that unless they keep their <laughs> mouth shut, they're going to stay in prison for the rest of their lives. Yes, and they should, they should do anyway. It's yeah. a disgrace. That poor boy's lost his life because of them. Oh, it's, it's just... It's absolutely uh, appalling. And two years is nothing. It, it, well, the worst thing is, I said at the beginning of the programme, the parents are going to be there. They don't have a son who they can talk to anymore. And these mm. people, this scum, are going to be walking up and down outside <clears> of their house. Yeah, within a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, David and Romford agrees with me. Bring back stiffer sentences. Uh, Bridget says, I wonder how many years they'd have got if they killed a high-profile child such as a royal. Um, and uh, another one. Oh, apparently my wife, uh, Jill, has bought you a box of luxury chocolate dipped shortcake with peanuts, says Stephen Bridlington. This could be the parcel that's arrived downstairs. So. Well, I don't know. We, we, we shall find out later. It's coming from Bridlington. Yes. <laughs> the the in South train. Norwood says, I think, hanging is hanging. better. Yes. Do you? Yes. Death by lethal injection. Well, th- this is also for, the, for the, the person or persons who perpetrated the crime of shooting this horse in the eye with a, with a shotgun. And so it's blinded it. Oh, don't. And no. you think to yourself, what sort of person could ever do that? I mean, I don't... I can't quite get my head round it. Occasionally, you know, my, my poor producer has to read somebody who sent in some disgusting, you know, email from somebody. And uh, you think... Yourself, perhaps you are as stupid as the people we're talking about. Um, it's 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 quite interesting. In in the paper today, um, there's an uh, an article, but that ladettes 
Oh, yeah. That is. Yeah. Push girl violence to a new high. And it says that crimes by girls, girls this is, aged between 10 and 17, jumped by 22% in four years in England and Wales because of the ladette culture and the fact that girls are as bad as boys. They can be as nasty. You've seen them out there. Yeah. I remember being on a bus once, so a couple of us going on a bus, and we looked at, and there was a, a gang of swaggering little girls walking up the street thinking they were the big I Ams. Mm. And, and I just thought, why is it always the ugly girls? Why is it always the ugly ones in the game? Never the attractive ones. Safety in numbers. Yeah. Somebody's written here. I mean, this shows how, how stupid some people are. And this one here says, how can you say a 12-year-old boy dies and you cheer? You can't judge someone at that age, idiot. Grow up. Sorry? Are you a pathetic person or what? They're not listening know. properly, are they? I don't think they're... they're no. They're, they're I think, half I don't think they're mentally morning. capable, actually, I'm afraid. They're half asleep. So your phone number finishes with 8396. <laughs> so I just thought you'd let you know that we ha- do have your phone number. And uh, another one here. Uh, again, everybody agreeing with me, because you can't, you can't disagree with the fact that uh, if somebody murders your child and they get two years, you go, ooh. You know. I think there should have been a zero after that. Oh, 20 years. Absolutely. I mean, they're not kids, are they? They're not 16-year-olds. 20-year-olds. 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 So they're grown-up people. Yeah. Well, well I say that they're grown-up. Gr- 20 might be their age. I suspect it's also their, their intelligence level, because they're, they're, too, because they're, they're little members of gangs, as if they were something, in, you know, out of New York, and you know how stupid they are. Most, most, I think the average age of somebody in New York gangs is around about 18 or 19, because they just get shot dead or knifed. Yeah, I think that actually some so, of them are quite a bit younger. Yeah. They're 15, 16 and 17, because they just get in with the wrong crowd. But what they, what they could also do with those was, what about solitary confinement? Yeah. So they're only allowed out for half an hour to mix with other people every day. The other 23 and a half hours, they're on their own. That's what they used to do. Yeah. Used to put, put people away and say, that's it, only half an hour. Day. But for three years. Uh, so they have no, no communication with anyone else, just a counsellor. Interesting. David and Ealing says fruitcake David Icke shot little John into blank spasm. This is uh, Richard Little John. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, if you had a brain cell, it would die of loneliness. <laughs> and he walked out of Little John's Thursday TV show. Result, really? best TV still shot of host catching flies. Because Little John used to sit there thinking, you know, he was the big I am and all the rest of it. And the show died, I'm afraid. It just ended up looking very sad and, uh, and tedious. I mean, uh, David Icke would be... Would be not exactly one of the guests I'd want to talk no to. No way. Definitely not. Uh, no uh, I love snow. That's Martin. We're having snow, aren't we? Fabulous next week. We're Can't about wait. to have snow. Can't wait for it. Icy blast from Russia threatens deep snowfalls and severe freeze. Can't wait. I mean, I know you it's going to be cold, <laughs> and I know... Actually, uh, even Richie says, so snow is coming. Very cold, very windy, and wet up here this morning. We had wet two days ago. Yes. Next week, we're going to get the snow. But actually, it was cold and wet. Yeah. A couple of days ago, wasn't it? And this morning... Cold uh, yesterday. I yeah, thought. very, very cold. Yeah. Big frost up where I am. Yeah. Did you have frost is yet, Twickenham? What is it? Oh, we haven't been yet. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you'd been. <laughs> oh, right. They're going to... Oh, right. We're waiting in anticipation, okay. are we? Sorry? We're waiting in anticipation. Well, eager anticipation. It'll probably be something very small or something <laughs> yeah. I've ordered or something. I've got to go to the post office and collect something that they couldn't get through my door. You know, you get one of those things. Yeah. But then when you get it, it says on the back of parcel, and I thought... Oh, who what sent can it me? Or failing that, which is something which always worries you, it needs to be signed for. Do you think? Oh <laughs> no! What can that be? Revenue. Must be inland revenue, mustn't it? Uh, I always insist, says Richie, uh, on a doner kebab when I'm walking home with Tony and Roy from your audience with. The shame is that half of the salad falls to the floor as we make our way back home. <laughs> and he says, "Did you say now? Say you have the listen, the most listened to show on LBC now on your Sunday show? Yeah, the Sunday show audience is the biggest audience of." 
Oh, is that all his? Oh, oh how disappointing. Oh, it's just a letter. It's just a letter. I'm a bit disappointed Dear now. Mr Allen, thank you very much. We no longer need I'm, your I'm not happy services. now. I'm not happy. Well, what is it? It's a gift card. Oh, that's lovely. It's from Vanessa in Marketing. Um, and she says here, this is, uh, she says, a little bird tells me, you may think we're being bought by Beals. No way. No, certainly not. I don't think you are. And she says, we're staying put. Please find enclosed a gift card. Oh, my goodness. Mm. For you to spend in the store. That's very nice. It's nice, isn't it? Yes. You go spend what, it. What shall we buy? A gift card from Bentles. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Thank you, Vanessa, very much indeed. She's in marketing. So there, there you, you go. go. Best wishes, Vanessa. She says, Bentall soon. See you in there. Absolutely. There you go. You can go to Bentall. Actually, I might need to come in and buy some shirts. Look at that. Isn't that lovely? Let's have a look. It's, it's got a picture on the front of me. Yes. <laughs> looking not dapper. far off me. In fact, that's you at the South Bank show. It is me at the South Bank <laughs> show, actually. Mm, looking interesting. <laughs> but yes, so the, the Sunday show, we have the biggest share in London, the audience, Incredible. and we have the biggest audience. It's amazing, isn't it? It's not bad, is it? Aren't you doing well? Well, in fact, so much so that Jenny Barnett came up to me yesterday and she said, See, what's the secret of a big audience? I said, listen, if I knew, I'd tell you. Yeah. I said, there is no secret to getting a big audience. I said, the good news is, I said, even people who don't like me, listen. Yes. That's Ma the funny thing. Somebody writes in and goes, I can't stand your show. And yet, you know they're listening because you <laughs> see their number come up all the time. Can, yeah, they can't <laughs> help it. And it tells me how many times they've written before. So, I mean, I know everything about people. So that's always quite handy. And somebody said that a while ago. He said, how do you know all these things about us? I thought, because we've got computers. <laughs> of course. <laughs> people are so stupid. What do they think? It's sort of Morse code. I don't know. I'm not really sure what people <clears> think it is. It's quite funny when people phone me at work and they come up and they, they give me, they say, so-and-so, so-and-so. And I go, oh, yes, OK, I've got your number. And they went, have you? Yeah, I know. And they go, yes, it's come up on the screen. And they go, really? Every single person <laughs> who sends a text in here, their number comes up. You can't withhold it. No, you, you can't. You cannot withhold it on this system. As much as you want to. Yeah, fantastic. Except when you phone me, it's withheld. If, yeah, but if, if I'm phoning you from my mobile, mm. yes. But if I phoned here with my number withheld on my mobile, it, it would, would still up. come up on the screen. Yeah. My own number would come up. Yeah. Probably my name as well, knowing my luck. <laughs> uh, Steve, will the weight loss tablets that will soon be available without a prescription for kebab eaters be called the gorging after pill? Apparently they can cause wind. So watch out for loads of flatulent fatties. Wind? Wind? Yes, I mean, for, but the trouble is that the worst thing you can ever do is people who eat all the bad food and then take a tablet, thinking you can get rid of it that way. It doesn't work like that. No. You have to educate your stomach to accept it's little and often. It's as simple as that. And exercise. Yeah. Exercise, exercise, Every exercise. day I get exercise. Every day I walk probably... Three miles? Three or four miles. Yes. Every day. Every day. Yeah, I mean, I... Sometimes when I'm walking from here in the morning, I am quite brisk. <laughs> You have to be, except when I've fallen off my legs. Is that because someone's normally chasing you? Is generally somebody chasing me? I'm always well armed, actually, so don't come too near. I do have my mace spray and everything else. Uh, and also a small can of intuition. But anyway, that's another story. Listen, we're going to take a short break for the news at six. We're back to the other side of that with uh, more from John Warrington on 97.3. You fly on business to London or Newcastle. Morning, everybody. It's uh, seven minutes past six. Apparently, we're on YouTube again, and we are the... What is 86th. it, John? 86th most, most looked-at thing. In, in the month. In I the month. Was, well, you think how many people look at YouTube. Yeah. And you're up there. You just put Steve Allen into YouTube, and it goes... Zhudung. Apparently, it's being watched as well. Do you know on YouTube that you can type... So, in other words, people put in, we're looking for Steve Allen. So, every time something comes up about Steve Allen, it will tell them. Yeah. Because one of, one of the things, one of us in the studio on the Sunday, 14,000 hits. 
Yes, amazing, isn't 14, it? 14,000 hits. Remember, that is worldwide. So, in other words, people around the world have got no idea what it is. No, but it only needs someone to tell that? someone else. And also, you can clip it yourself. So, I, I can take that clip and put it onto my website if can I you? wanted to. Yeah, it's not, it's not exclusively yours. Oh, Lord. You can take anything you want. Tell us, tell me more about that number plate. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just do this first, actually, because I've got a how low today. How low, brilliant. It's a Nintendo Wii and a Wii Fit. So, for all fatties out there eating kebabs, <laughs> now is your chance to lose <laughs> the weight. <laughs> and, uh, it is, it's very, if you've never played with one, I promise you, we, I played with, uh, with my neighbour Lynn's. That sounds awful, doesn't it? <laughs> I... <laughs> was she in at the time? <laughs> she, she was, actually. I think that sounds even worse. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, so anyway, I played with hers o- over Christmas. Uh, very grateful she was, too. And we, we sort of, we played, we, we did bowls, and we did, what did <clears> we <throat> did golf. Oh, you did golf, golf and bowl. Yeah. And it's very good because the action of actually bowling... It's marvellous. It's very clever. It, it duplicates it on the screen. You wait till you try the tennis. I think I'd dislocate it's, a shoulder. Well, I, th- I think I've, I've not been right since. But it's <laughs> wonderful. And the next day you ache. Really? Because you put, you know, and you're in a confined space. I'm at that age anyway now. I you ache most all the, days. You have to move all your furniture out of the way so you do can you? do it. But I do like it. It's ever so clever. Oh, it is very clever. And it's your chance to win one. So not only do you get the Nintendo Wii, but we'll give you the Wii Fit as well. And it's the lowest unique bid that wins. If you've heard this before, then I don't need to explain it to you. Lowest bid in pence nobody else makes. Be quick. Auction finishes at 5.30 today. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to 88821. So if you think it's going to go for... One pound and 16 pence. OK, you text LBC and then 116. And then send that to 88821. Don't, don't do 116, because that's what John's just come up with. Yeah. And, you know, you might sort of think it's superstition. It's a very good way to do it. It'll cost you pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 5.30 today. Must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck. Uh, number plates. There was a number plate that came up for sale the other day. 1HRH. Yes. And I've seen a lot. There was one that came up a short while ago, uh, because it's people spelling different things. Yes. 1HRH looks as though it's... What? H-R-H. One H-R-H. H-R-H. I know. Uh, there was, I mean, a one that came up, I think it's spelt Sing, or something oh, like yes. that. It was 51 S-G-N, or uh, yeah. N-G, or something like that, and people spent a lot of money. Uh, this one here, uh, Dildar Singh and Mohammed Akram are setting up a company, and they spotted one H-R-H as a close approximation of their new company's initials. They're not the brightest pennies in the no. box, I'm afraid. But uh, it says, we had no idea, Akram explains, we set ourselves a limit of 15,000, but got carried away. Uh, a few nods of Singh's head, and the partner soon reach a bid of 85,000 before they're seen off by a late bidder. He, in turn, succumbs to an anonymous businessman from Surrey who is bidding via telephone and finally wins it for £113,000. That's a lot of money. They were saying yesterday a quarter of a million, I'm thinking you'd have to be stupid to pay well, a quarter of a million for this. Well, last night, a Piers Morgan did a programme on Dubai. Yeah. Where he went to Dubai to, to see what Dubai has to offer. And he interviewed various people, and there was one man who, who, who was talking about Uh, number plates and he had some fantastic cars this man yeah and he had um a a car that was so unique it it was the only one in the world and he bought a number plate he bought a number plate which was 737 that's the number 737 was it because in dubai they have different kinds different formats from us obviously but he bought one which was 98 for his what girlfriend when she graduated that was two million dollars that's one and a half million pounds. And apparently that's very reasonable. That's considered cheap. They have got so In America, in you Dubai. can have anything. I think if you're in California, you can have anything put on your number plate. You can. Any names. You could have Stevie Poo's or yes, Pop It have... One or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you can. And they do. Yeah. They have them. But they, they only have number plates on the back and not on the front. Right. Okay. Orville. 
O-R-V-I-L, was bought yeah. by Keith Harris. He paid 1,400 quid. That's cheap. And he's got it on his car, and he's got it on the little miniature car that Orville comes on stage in at right. the end. Uh, but so a lot of people... Wait, Wayne Rooney has got Waz 8. <laughs> I don't know what to say about <laughs> that. Kind of figures, doesn't it, really? Waz Aston 8. Martin. David Beckham has got DB7. Mm. Um, that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean D- an Aston Martin DB could be a db7 couldn't it yes yeah, so, i mean it, the the one sing uh went for two hundred and fifty four thousand. apparently they're very popular in the asian community yes. these plates god knows why I hope they do completely like naff and in, in dubai they they they're, they're, yeah. they're all the rage everybody wants one but why would you want your name on a number plate because i generally you know if you see somebody's name it's got you know whatever petrol something like that you sit there looking at some overblown old <laughs> mare sitting behind the wheel of the car and you think so that's your name is it love oh how naff <laughs> the funny thing is, how naff or, or you get one that you know someone's driving a car and it says sophie like s-o-f-1 yeah sophie but there's a fella in there yes because well, borrowed the, the wife's car martine <laughs> <laughs> what can i tell you uh, uh, Anne says i've been reading your blog oh actually i've got two things from my blog firstly and she says you've got a very nice voice when you were talking about singing your jingles when our jingles went down oh yes that's we, could, we had nothing and uh, and i said no I, I i couldn't couldn't sing actually i couldn't sing really uh but she says you you can uh, noreen says Everybody, it seems everybody was watching the awards to spot you on Wednesday night. You certainly were on a lot. You were. You were in, th- within three minutes. You could take that home this afternoon. <sighs> oh, and you can sit down with a nice cup of coffee. Really? And just pop that on and you will see, because you can fast forward it. Just how, ha- oh. Well, but don't miss yourself. What, why why would I want to fast forward <laughs> there's me? There's quite a few shots of you. Yeah. You just sort of come into focus. I think I was at the right table. I think you I were. was lucky. Were you quite near the stage? Quite near the stage, You're yes. very near the very stage. Very near the stage, yes. Yes, yes, Because yes. there was a one shot of it. Are we talking about the South Bank show again? Yes. Poor people Are just we really? I'm up. so sorry, everybody, really. This, this is beginning to sound like some dreadful ego trip. <laughs> talk, <laughs> talk about dying out on yeah, something. Yeah, dying out on one thing. <laughs> there's this pan shot, and you can see, and, and then suddenly you go, oh, he's very near the front, and you are really near the, yeah. near the stage. Very good seats. Very good goodie bags, you know. Anyway, it's <laughs> another story. Uh, now, listen, thank you, Jonathan. Uh, from Paul Dolan, who is the manager at Rhyness in Gooch Street. Yes. He says, uh, if your listeners are interested, tell them they can recycle any bulbs and standard batteries at any of the Rhyness bra- branches free of charge. That's, that's good. He says, if you want to buy some new ones while they're in the shop, that'd be nice too. Yes, well, you would. But they're a great place to go and buy bulbs. Yeah. I buy bulbs from there. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I don't like those, those energy bulbs. Don't throw them in the household rubbish. You're not supposed to throw them in household rubbish. No. So if you take them to Rhyness... You they will recycle them. for them. Or you can send them back to 189 Clapham Road, London, South West 9. What, the bulbs? Yeah. Like, you're not going to do that, I are take you? them into Ryanair. Go no, and have I a word with too. Paul, the manager at yeah. Gooch Street. Tap on the door. Tap on the door, in. say, Paul, here's my bulbs. I want to know about it, whether, what he thinks about those awful lights, those those energy-saving bulbs. I like those. Do you? you I've got them all over the place. My mum and dad had them in do their living like room them? at Christmas, and I went, oh, get rid of those, they're dreadful. You really don't like them? No. Oh, just me, then. <laughs> it's just you just who likes them. I actually do like them. I give them those horrible lights. I've just given my brother a load. Really? Yeah, well, I, I get sent loads of them. Yes, everybody does. I've been sent does. about 20 of them. Everybody does. I've got them everywhere. I don't have them at all. Don't you? No. 
Oh. I think they're horrible. I don't have them in the bathroom because I've got the little 25-watt bulbs, which, yeah, port, which they do in Ryanair, which screw in. I've got a... I'm, I'm going to buy a new one, actually. The halogen lights. Low no, they're not halogen. Lights. They're little tiny uh, round bulbs with a little thin oh, thread. Yes. And they screw in. It looks like a makeup mirror, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's why you look so good. I do look particularly good <laughs> first thing in the morning, it has to be said. Because, uh, well, because I'm attractive anyway. And you have to have light on because you get up at two o'clock in the morning. I do. It's dark. Although, strangely enough, I, li- I, don't have, I don't have anything too bright in the place. That's all on dimmer. I do, I do like quite, quite dim lights. Oh, I do too. Yeah, I, the I think it's necessary. I think it's vital. See, personalised number plates, very second generation. Not jealous that I can't afford one. Well, maybe a little bit. Happy 40th birthday for last Friday, says Mary in Isleworth. Uh, that's her husband. With love from Mary and son Christopher. Unfortunately, we don't know his name. Doesn't help, does it? No. So, Mary's husband. Mary's husband. Happy birthday. Could be anybody. So it could be anybody, actually. Anybody. Yes. But happy birthday anyway, full day. Anton says, I've got a beautiful metallic pink stretch limo, number plate A11PNK. Oh, that's, that's a bit of a worry. That's a bit of a worry. <laughs> Listen, we have to take a very quick break for the uh, headlines. And John in Essex says, keep walking three or four miles a day, and by Christmas, you should be in Lapland. News <laughs> headlines, here's Lucy. Honda will halt production at its factory in... Morning, everybody. 19 minutes past six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC. It's Friday, which means that we're all very happy. And with snow on the way next week, we're even happier. And if you walk three miles every day by Christmas, you could be in Lapland. Oh, isn't that funny? With all that snow. Yeah. But I actually, we, we did like, although the snow in Lapland, you can't make snowballs out of. No, snow. Because it's, it's so cold. It's ice. No, it's not. It's powder. It's powder. It's it's beautiful. It doesn't have the consistency. It doesn't have the consistency. It? it looks like you remember uh, fairy snowflakes, mm. which used to put yeah. it. It's like that. You you crunch it up and it just collapses in your hand yeah, because it's so cold. Because it's minus ten and it's just fluffy snow. It's beautiful, though. beautiful to oh, look at. I loved it up there. You can we your name in the snow? <laughs> I'm sure you did every morning. Should you choose to do so, <laughs> yes. ladies and gentlemen. I wonder if there's a picture of your wee <laughs> in the snow. I don't think. Way. But there is a picture of all of us where we, we, we push the kids down and they did like the Beatles yeah. thing in the snow. And that looks really good. It's a lovely place. Oh, it's beautiful. It? It's so beautiful. The people are desperately unattractive. But the place is <laughs> they lovely. Not, they really they are, are unattractive. They seriously are unattractive. I mean, yeah, the whole nation. It's not their fault. <laughs> no, they're not pretty. They're not pretty. It's a lack of light, I think. I don't think anybody on our trip, or well, most of them, realised just how cold it was going to be. You didn't think so? Well, one man turned up in shorts <laughs> oh, how and ridiculous. sandals and a raincoat. Why? Was he? A f- what kind of a person was he? Well, I don't shorts know. Shorts and a raincoat? Shorts and a raincoat. I mean, he looked at one of those, you know, like, mm, where's, my, where's my leprechaun <laughs> kind of person. And I thought, it's minus ten. <laughs> yeah. It's minus ten. It's freezing cold. It was, I mean, cold. You know what cold is like. I and do this know was what cold. it's like. It was minus thirty when I was there. I was there for, for a week. We had minus 30 in the wind chill factory. We went out on the skidoos. Mm. We had to keep stopping because my hands... I couldn't move I my hands. It was so but cold. One of the days we had to queue for those skidoos and I thought, oh, it's too cold No, to we, we actually booked them for a night time. Well, I say night time. It's pitch black all the time, most of the time. It's always dark. Yeah, always dark, but, but lovely. Hour. And we go out there and they've got heated handlebars. It not made the slightest difference. <laughs> no, it's rubbish. It really didn't make any difference at all. My hands were so cold. And also, the, the sweat... Because I think I must have gone before I was diagnosed... Or was I... Oh, yeah, no, you hadn't been diagnosed, hadn't been diagnosed when you went there. So, of course, I was sweating through the ski mask, and it was freezing. 
Yeah, well, the, the sweat. Oh, it was horrible. And your your breath is <sighs> when you breathe. Yes. It all sort of and all and all the hairs in your nose freeze as well. They become like ice. It's going to be like that on Monday. Fantastic! Can't wait. We're going to have so much snow. You're going to regret what you said. No, I'm going to look forward to the pictures on the television of of the whole country bathed in snow, and that's when I think it looks fantastic. In fact, there's a little fact in here which I thought was quite good. All right. I've never even heard of this place, by the way. All right. Uh, that um this this particular winter that we're having now mm. is could turn out to be the coldest winter since 1995. Really? How but, cold was it then? <clears throat> well, listen to this. It says, in 1995, the hamlet of Altnahara, Altnahara, which is in the Highlands, yeah. in Scotland, yeah. equaled the U- UK's lowest ever temperature of minus 27.2 Celsius, minus 17 degrees Fahrenheit, wow. on December the 30th, 1995. That's cold for Britain, minus you know, strange you should mention the Highlands, because my, my other fantasy, oh, I, I have numerous fantasies, <laughs> uh, but this, this particular one, if I win the lottery, yeah. and somebody's got to win it someday, I keep thinking, uh, is to have a nice estate, probably mm-hmm. out in Essex, nice, nice <clears throat> Queen Anne house, something like that, bit of land around it, and Highland cattle. You want I've got this thing about Highland cattle. You Aberdeen Angus? Well, no, there's a, there's a woman up in Scotland, and she breeds... Uh, smaller than average Highland cattle. So little, little and, cows. And some of my, my favourite oil paintings feature Highland cattle in the snow. Because, and I just think, if you have 20 of them, you don't do anything with, you don't do them for you meat or anything like that. We're bait, not going to no. be eating them, no. But they're, they're just going to be there. And I thought, how lovely would that be to have Highland cattle in the snow? So you wouldn't eat your own cattle, no. which are in the snow no. outside on your no. estate. No, they'd be like Essex. pets. <clears throat> So when you're when you're doing one of your steak numbers in the kitchen in your lovely little house, I'd have to Queen pull Anne the blinds house, down. And they're looking in and going, I don't want them looking. That in, was no. our cousin Jerry. I know. See, I can't do that from because, Dundee. No, I feel I feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure that meat speaks to you. I certainly mind us. <laughs> After a bottle of wine, it'll talk to anybody. You know, you don't watch Shameless, do you? No. Shameless is such a fantastic program. It's really funny. And this, the series started this week, and they've had a baby. And the baby's talking to them, even though, of course, babies can't talk to the babies, they're just young. And it's so clever, the way it's done. And so that's just like your, um, your steak talking to you. I do, I do like the idea of having Highland cattle. I don't know why, it's just a, what? it's a strange fantasy, because I love Scotland. I used to go up to, uh, to Glasgow and to Tollcross and to Edinburgh quite a lot. And the, 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 Loved do, it up there. Do you remember the programme that we watched about Windsor Castle? Yeah. Don't you remember that wonderful cattle that they had yes. there? Yes, yeah. It was beautiful, wasn't it? That must be lovely. I mean, if, you, if you're married into royalty, I mean, that must be really, really nice. Or not. Or not, as the case it, may be. It depends which royal you married. Yeah. I just I just miss things like when we used to live up, up north, you would go out and, and it, in winter, because it was cold, the ground would be rock solid. Mm. And there'd always be that one <clears> thing of Brussels sprouts at the end of the garden all by itself. And the ground would have... And there'd always be a robin perched on the top of a spade that was in the ground. And every day when I go for a walk, Graham and I, we see this robin. It's not the same robin. It, of course it's the same robin. It's, it's in the same morning. place. And it sits there and it's, re- it's quite tame. You can get quite, quite close to it, but it's, it's a robin. Is it dead? No, it's alive. Oh, it's alive. Yeah, but it's, it's a robin. Of course, you only ever see robins in the snow because their little red breast <laughs> sticks out so proudly. So in the summer, you don't kind of see them. Of course you one... see them in the summer. They don't go away. It's my story. Stop <laughs> don't it. Don't go away. <laughs> Ruining you know my what, fantasy. You know what you're doing? You're, you're... I'm in a Enid Blyton <laughs> story. Yes, Steve Allen's journey into the Christmas card <laughs> With the of fame. the Victorian era. <laughs> but I like that, don't you? The end of Mr. McGregor's garden, there is the spade, and on top of the spade, in, uh, the snow round it, there's a robin red breast sitting on the top, or sitting on the garden. 
garden gate with that bit of snow, and in the morning you run your finger with your glove along the top and knock <laughs> the snow off the garden gate. Come on, we all did it. I feel like I'm living in a Jackie Lawson card. It's fantastic, <laughs> it's everybody wonderful. does it. Now, it's... we're going to do that on Monday, because they say the snow could be quite deep. And crisp and even. And crisp and even, I love that. Fantastic. I mean, can you imagine what deep and crisp and even looks like? Ah, wonderful. But don't you remember big snowdrifts when you were a kid? We lost my Auntie Enid twice in a snowdrift. She went out there because, stupidly for Christmas, we had bought her a white tracksuit. And and we bought her the hat to match. And we went out for a walk one Christmas morning. I think it was before we were about to put the turkey in the oven. Mother hadn't caught it by that time because she was still on her hands and knees doing the sherry trifle. And we took Auntie Enid out and the next minute she'd vanished completely. Week later, we got her back. Week later. <laughs> More than that you didn't really want her back. No, we didn't really want her at all. We, we desperately tried to lose her, but she kept finding her way home. Even when we moved, she found us. She contacted the police and everything. By the way, the, uh, the husband, whose 40th birthday was Daniel. Daniel, happy birthday. For last Happy week. 40th birthday yes. for last Friday. <laughs> How marvellous. Yes. Which I could remember being 40. I, exactly, yes. Yes, I mean, exactly. <laughs> the trouble is, I mean, it is nice, because the older you get, and here's the only advantage about being older, is that you've got such great memories of what things used to be like. So when people say to you, do you know, it used to be this and it used to mm. be that, you can go, I know, I was there. I remember it. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember it well. I Loved that it. Song London out. was different. There were no gangs of youth standing on street corners. Yeah, it was quite strange. My aunt used to lovely. take me to, to come here where we are sitting now, not in this studio, but to come to Leicester Square yeah. when I was a kid was quite a treat. It was. And you'd come here, you know, and there'd be hardly anyone here. Yeah. And you sort of wander around and... Now, you could, I bet if we went out now, at this time of the morning, was it 6.27, we, there would be a lot of people out oh, there. Oh, there's loads of people when I come in at four o'clock. Well, they're there's all coming people, out of clubs. There's girls staggering out there, and there were two mm. girls sitting on the ground, one because I can't walk in my effing shoes, <laughs> oh, yes. and I'm thinking, oh, you're a class act, <laughs> aren't you? Lovely. Ray Balham says, morning, John and Steve, like Very you, right. I sincerely hope those disgusting scumbags who've showed utter contempt for the court are introduced to lots of new experiences whilst in prison, if they've not already had them. I also hope the prosecution appeal against the ridiculously low sentences handed down by the judge. It just doesn't make any sense, does it? No. In this day and age, you lose a child and, and people stand in court and go, yeah, and they clap when they're given sentences. It's disgraceful. It is absolutely It really is. Contempt of court, whatever happened to that? I just think it's awful that they that they have no respect. So no. when you get into prison, boys, you'll discover people have got no respect for you. You'll just be three lonely, frightened little boys who are about to get their comeuppance. Because at the end of the day, a little boy lost his life on a bike and you've showed absolutely nothing at all. No remorse, no nothing. No. Disgusting. Throw away the key. OK, listen, uh, after the news, we'll find out how we did in the horse racing. I've got to tell you now, it's not particularly good news. Uh, and we'll take more of your texts and emails. More stories from the papers as well, including what I think possibly would have to be the most disgusting story I've ever read in my entire life. And that goes without saying. This is LBC 19... 27 minutes to 7. I couldn't read the clock for a moment there, actually. It is Friday morning, that bit I'm aware of. I'm also aware of the fact that our sports editor is Phil Blacker, and he's here now. Indeed, good morning. Uh, Liverpool are reported to have rejected an approach from Tottenham to re-sign Robbie Keane. Their public pursuit of the player hasn't gone down well at Anfield. 
The Sun said yesterday the Reds will try and report Spurs, claiming Harry Redknapp claims he uh, wants to sign in. Uh, that amounts to an illegal approach. Keane's already fallen out of favour with uh, Rafa Benitez, despite costing £20 million from White Hart Lane only last summer. Charles Nzogbia is refusing to play for Newcastle again, whilst Joe Kinnear remains as manager. The French midfielder has been linked with both Arsenal and Tottenham and says he wants to go because Kinnear insulted him by getting his name wrong in a post-match interview. As did uh, Insomnia, Insomnia uh, Charlie. He wasn't happy with that and has released a statement telling fans he now has to go. Kinnear says he merely got a bit tongue-tied and that it's just a desperate attempt by Nzogbia to force through a move. Meanwhile, Newcastle could sign Kevin Nolan from Bolton today. He's reported to be travelling to Tyneside for a medical after the club's agreed a fee of £4.5 million. David Beckham is this morning being linked with a possible buyout of his local club, Leighton Orient. Barry Hearn, the O's chairman, says he's talking to Beckham's long-term adviser, Terry Byrne, about selling the League One side. Beckham himself is now thought to be in negotiations with AC Milan over making his loan move from Manchester United permanent. One number one, Rafa Nadal meets Andy Murray's conqueror, Fernando Verdasco, in the semi-finals of the Australian Open this morning. They're due on court in Melbourne in a couple of hours with Roger Federer awaiting the winner. He says it's obvious the final most people want to see. Playing Rafa is obviously more exciting, I guess, because of the history we have, uh, you know, playing in so many Grand Slam finals, you know, and him being the best player in the world at the moment, that it would make it a very intriguing match. Britain's Laura Robson's also in action this morning in the semi-finals of the girls' competition, whilst the Williams sisters have won the women's doubles. And there are four race meetings today. They go over the jumps at Catrick and Chepstow and on the all-weather at Lingfield and Wolverhampton. And we've got Steve Allen's racing tip next. LBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs, helping commercial landlords get what they're owed. I see that uh, two members of uh, Wayne Rooney's family... Uh, are doing uh, a fly-on-the-wall reality show for Living TV entitled At Home with the Roonies. This is the terribly embarrassing Chavi Natalie Rooney and her gay transvestite brother, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the rest of the Rooney clan. Because if you remember at, uh, I think, uh, Chav uh, Rooney's wedding... The one in Italy. Uh, she actually bared her, her breasts. No, I think it was at a birthday party. She bared her breasts, and then the other one came out. I mean, they're both pig ugly. I mean, they really are. <laughs> Who on earth is going to watch this programme? We've got no idea. We will. What an embarrassment we'll have to for watch the room. Well, I mean, it's just as, Im- as embarrassing as. Uh, there was another story in the paper today. I don't know why I'm mentioning this in front of you. I'm terribly sorry. Her name is <laughs> Shayla Hershey, and she's going to appear on Channel 4 next weekend as the world's most enhanced woman. And by enhanced, she's had her breasts enhanced to a 38. Triple K. Whatever that is. Sounds enormous. It is enormous. That sounds like wheelbarrows. I have seen a picture of this woman. Really? And she is colossal. They are. Really? I mean, absolutely. Have you seen the picture? I haven't yet. No, yeah, blimey. Like, heavens above. Mm. Handful in anybody's books. But anyway, they're, uh, they, there used to be a woman called Chesty Morgan years ago. <laughs> 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 who made a film called Deadly oh, Weapons. That's a great name for a horse. Chesty Morgan. Chesty Morgan. <laughs> yeah. She was very fa- you can You can Google her and look her up, and she made a film called Deadly Weapons. Mm. And her favourite trick was to stand up on stage and attempt to stand up. <laughs> because they were absolutely... And then there was a girl who featured on the... What was that show that had two people on, and it was uh, Euro... Euro Trash. Oh, Euro Trash, yes. And with, she used uh, to feature uh, there. Yeah. She was Go, a porno Paul model Gautier. with these enormous breasts out here somewhere, and she ended up taking her own life she, because yeah, of she, she did deep die. depression. Yes. Deep depression. But they weren't it. real, hers. Well, no, nobody with them that. I mean, my Auntie Enid's what about your down chest? by her knees at the moment. <laughs> that's, never that, that's natural. That's only because she's that's old. <laughs> it is called gravity. It doesn't fit in with the horse racing, but it does detract it does, from the fact think, that we what didn't... Was that? Chesty Morgan's a great name for a mm. horse. Yeah. Guaranteed to come first. Or last, depending on whether or not she picks them up and runs with them. <laughs> now, another superb result for Mr Blackett, another non-runner. 
Oh, is it really? If you can pick a third, you will equal another Cushing record. <laughs> if there's no improvement soon, we might have to bring an end to the embarrassment. So, Scarab went nowhere. You're still down to £21, which is OK. Yep. Dastardly Dick, sixth out of eight, so he lost £2, £23.57. These, these non-runners are putting me in front now. You're, you're, you're actually doing well. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking it at all. <laughs> Friday's loser is the 225 at Chepstow, Pender Ben. Pender Ben. Penda Ben. Win only, says Alex. Pender Ben. I don't know where he gets them from. <laughs> I know where they go back to afterwards. <laughs> Not a glue. Mm, uh, I've uh, gone for Chepstow as well. 150. Honours Dream today to win. See, that sounds like quite a nice... Mm. Yeah. Honours Dream. Honours Dream. It's got a nice ring to it, hasn't it? Yes, it has got a ring to it. Unfortunately, that doesn't really help <laughs> us, does it? Because we'd rather it had four legs and ran over the winning part. I think it's the only ring you're going to hear is the bills at Lloyd's to say that you've not got no money. You two. <laughs> it's yeah. awful, isn't it? Yeah, I don't sure. know why it becomes Steve Allen's blooming, you know, Raising tip. tips. Not my, I don't pick the things. It's on, on the other occasion, I have taken advice from my audience, which is wrong completely. The things have lost and failed. So. I think you should stop horse racing and do some other sport. Like what? Boxing. Know, camel racing in Dubai or... Camel racing. Yes. Did you get a nice uh, Dubai? It might be Dubai. Hi- harder to find the form. Yes. Well, and also we'd try. have to try and get the television tuned in to camel racing in Dubai. So that you could watch it. Yeah. Do you know they, they they do that in in Kazakhstan. Not not camel racing, but they have uh, the games there with their uh, golden eagles. And there was a picture of the paper the other day of them sitting on the the train with their golden eagles to win prizes like a television or an iron. And they take them up into Kazakhstan. They they release rabbits, mm. and it's the bird that catches them quickest. Good, isn't it? I see a suitably impressed, Phil. <laughs> we are. I thought I was being controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact that you could pronounce Kazakhstan. I know, twice, even I was surprised at that. He's absolutely Again, amazing. Not very attractive people. Phil, thank you very much. Thank you. Phil is back with uh, us on Nick Ferrari's breakfast show after seven this morning when he's going to be talking about a variety of topics, including as Honda prepares to mothball its Swindon car plant and Ford allowances a lot of fo- loss of $14 billion. Is there anything that can save the auto industry? Uh, Nick will be looking at the winners and losers on the high street. And is Mayor Boris Johnson a wuss? Is he a wuss? I don't know. I don't know what a wuss is. But apparently London Assembly member Jenny Jones thinks so and will explain why. I think a uh, wuss is someone who's an easy target, aren't they? A bit of a pushover, they call it. What, a wuss? A wuss. I thought a wuss was like, mm, wuss. A bit mandy-pandy. A bit mandy-pandy, yeah. I don't think he's a wuss. A bit more mandy than pandy, (laughs) I think. Isn't mandy about to give £2.7 billion... Pounds or something to the car industry. Oh, I couldn't care less. In the UK? Oh, in the UK? Yeah, I think they are. I don't know why, isn't it? I mean, perhaps we can all go there and go, listen, I don't have as much money this month as I thought I was going to have. <laughs> can I have some money too? I don't know. Probably unlikely. Uh, eight, the, the woman on Eurotrash was Lola Ferrari. Yes, I remember her. Yeah, she died. Yes. She had a very pushy husband. Eurotrash was quite a good programme, actually. With, um, who was the man with on Jean-Paul it? Jean-Paul Gaultier, wasn't it? Jean-Paul Gaultier, uh, with, 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 and again, we try to speak to, to people here. And the other French man. Was. With the dark hair. Yeah, he was a good-looking man. I keep he thinking it's Anton Dubake. It's not Anton He's disappeared, Dubake. hasn't he, thank God. We've had quite enough of him on the television. Did you watch In It to Win It last Saturday? Uh did I watch In It to Win It? I watched part of it. That was the most incredible programme. You know, I know... I, know, don't I do like it. it, because I sit there thinking, I'm sure the buzzer's going to sound any minute. I get panicky towards the end. The one man, yeah. one man, answered every single solitary question. And then? And one... Well, of course, Dale goes off then and does the lottery thing. Oh, yeah. now we go over there and do the lottery, which is so annoying. Get yes, the, I know. Just yes, forget the, the lottery. Forget the lottery. Yeah. And then he came back and he had one more question. And he got it right. And oh. he won 100... Thousand pounds. How lovely! Nobody else got a look in, yeah. and all the people were sitting over the side. And in the end, went to help kept looking over and going, 
I'm so sorry about this. Oh. And it was a good cross-section yeah. of questions as well. 100,000, it's nice. 100,000. I have to bring you the worst story that I've ever seen on the front of a daily paper. I wasn't actually sure how desperate this person was, and now I know exactly. In the Big Brother house was uh, Vern Troyer, the little man. Yes. He's about... Mini-me. 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 And... Uh, there is. They, they've taken him out to various nightclubs, and they've pictured him with uh, with all sorts of disgusting bleach blonde desperados, people who will do absolutely anything to get into the newspapers. However, I never thought I would read a headline such as this one on the Daily Star, which only goes to prove either she is the most disgusting person in the entire country, or the most desperate. Big Brother Mini Me beds Chanel. He was like a Jack Russell on heat. Oh. This was the headline. This is, a this is the woman story. whose mother was a prostitute, you remember, ladies and gentlemen. And so here we have the story inside. Oh, that story is awful. It is absolutely the most disgusting thing I've ever read. A pal of Chanel said once they were introduced, they couldn't stay away from each other. I think somebody better advise her. She's got the morals of an alley cat, I'm afraid. However, uh, they, they went off they say, in a car. Doesn't prove anything happened. It's just the very fact that they printed the allegation on the front. Um, he was a lovely guy, says Chanel. We talked a lot about our experiences in the Big Brother house. Darling, you didn't have an experience. You were the most boring person alive, I'm afraid. I'm quite sure that even dreary Ziggy Lickman must be desperately happy that he got rid of you if you're that desperate that this is the kind of stuff you talk about. It's she, just awful. She didn't win Big Brother. She didn't do anything at all. She she's did, achieved she early. nothing apart from having to feature on the... I was going to say, it's a shame her parents can't say how well she's done, but her mother's not, not alive anymore, died of a drugs overdose. But oh. uh, to actually say she bedded mini-me... I don't even want it's to think just about dis it. it's, it's just it's, too disgusting. Is, is that the only way you can get yourself That's the into only the way papers? this poor girl could... Uh, yeah, it was how, just did, how did she survive? She was the one that once thought she was... Um, it says Victoria here, Beckham. it was clear they fancied each other. She is so disgustingly revolting. <sighs> I mean, I can only say, Chanel, I'm so glad you don't come anywhere near this place. You are just the lowest of the low, I'm afraid. I don't know how. Perhaps you think this is good publicity, in which case you're even more shallow and desperate than I could ever imagine. I mean, it's just the most disgusting oh, thing I th ever. I think we should move on from it. I think we should. Actually, and also to all the other girls surrounding Mini-Me, very pretty dear, but bleach blonde is so 1950s. It really, I mean, look at these poor creatures. I mean, what is this? Oh, they're just awful. I do on Trini and Susanna the other night. They, oh, they're not still going, are they? They are, yeah, they were doing a programme. And they, they went to, um, out in search of people who were over 40, well, between 40 and 60, but who dressed like they were 20. I looked. <laughs> Shocking. In fact, there was one... <laughs> there you was, sure? There was one... Well, yes, they didn't find you, Steve. Oh, okay, they were only looking for women. All right. There was one girl on there. She had very, very long blonde hair, bleached. And she had had everything done. But the boob job. She said, I like the Botox. I want Botox. She said, I'm 42. She said, I don't want people thinking I'm 42. And I looked at her and I thought, well, actually, I thought you were about 52. She looked worse. Really? Because she's had so much work done and messed up. Anyway, they changed them all around and made them look nice. Because you've got to be careful now. My my uh, cousin, Brian, went over to Switzerland just for the sole purpose of buying a cuckoo clock <laughs> and got talked into having some surgery and come back as Erica. <laughs> and I don't want to sort of complain too much about it, but I was looking forward to the cuckoo clock. And there's a woman in the paper today whose mother has sold her house in, in Cheshire so that she can have liposuction on her daughter. The daughter has had the liposuction. It looks even worse than when she started. But liposuction is just sucking the fat out. Exactly. You know, if you want to lose weight, I know that people say lipo... I've seen it being done on people. It looks 
awful. It's gross. It, in fact, I believe that, um, who's the man who did the, uh, I can't remember his name now, who did the, the programmes in America, did the... Louis Theroux. Louis He had yeah. liposuction and a surgery. He went in there and he went to see various, um, cosmetic surgeons and mm. they've got secretaries who are surgically enhanced. And they all look most peculiar. And this girl goes, I'm going to have this done. And he's moved my belly button. I thought, oh, God, you look disgusting. And Louis had, um... A little bit. Lipo. Then. Yeah. And they showed the fat being sucked out of yeah. his body. I felt physically sick. But it does. It all comes out. But Oof, when, when they take all that fat away, yeah. you've then got skin. The skin has to go mm. as well. So you've got to have a certain amount of yeah. surgery. I would have that done. But you don't need it done. You're oh. like me. <laughs> Practically perfect in, in every, every way. way. <laughs> it's so good. It's now quarter to seven. <laughs> News headlines, here's Lucy. Heavy falls in car sales has prompted Britain's Honda... It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. To celebrate Groundhog Day on the 2nd of February, we've got together with the Pennsylvania Tourist Board to give you the chance to win a fantastic family road trip holiday to Pennsylvania. To get your hands on this fabulous prize, keep listening to Nick Ferrari at breakfast all this week. Go to our website, lbc.co.uk, for more information about how you could win outdoor family fun in Pennsylvania. Oh, lovely. Six, five, five, that is dun, the telephone dun, dun, number dun, dun, of that dun, dun. hotel. It is, isn't it? Yes. It was, it, it was <clears throat> Glenn Miller. Yeah, dun, Do you remember that dun, fabulous dun, film dun, dun, which had the lady dun. who played his wife with a husky voice, <clears throat> whose name I can't remember, and and he, he dies, of course, at the end. He does. And she's sitting there, she takes the phone call, and she sits down, and, and they play uh, Captain Glenn Miller's last show, which was recorded... And he gives a special message for his wife, and of course she starts crying. It's ever so sad. He died in a plane crash. I've gone off strange. Did he die in a plane crash or was that Buddy I Holly? I think it was a plane crash. No, Buddy Holly also in a plane crash. Yeah, did, Having yeah. been told, don't get in the plane, he gets in the plane. Yes, something. With the big bopper as well. Yes. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother's just sent me a, a, a text message. He says, thank you for the DVDs. Ring you later, spelled L-A-T-A. How oh, this man have got a job, I'll never know. <laughs> perhaps he means ring you later. Uh, perhaps he means he's having a latte. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Could be anything. Personal licence plates cost about £100 each year. Oh, do you have to pay extra? Those, yeah. To register them? Yes. The department have the right to refuse any combination of letters and or letters or numbers that may carry connotations offensive to good taste and decency. Yes, but you do still see them like that, don't you? Yeah. I've seen lots. We've got a few. What, rude ones? Yeah, rude ones. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. We don't do rude as well. No. Uh, Louise says, my mother is visiting me from Harrow and misses your programme. She's visiting... Well, you can get it through... Thank God for the internet. <laughs> yeah, she can listen to it anywhere. Listen to it anywhere On with the Sky? internet. Yes, do, do please listen all the time. We know many, many of you are. Uh, Glenn in Blackheath has just had toast mm. toppers. Oh, that sounds nice. Toast toppers. Remember those toast toppers? You get a little um, tin of mushroom, whatever it is, Mm. or chicken, and you open the tin and then you smear it on top of toast, put it under the grill and it bubbles. Oh, that's lovely. Unfortunately, you can't eat it because it takes the top of your mouth. It's so hot. Mm. So hot. 84850, Steve at LBC. There's a nice article here here about um, Obama, but not about, you know, all all the work he's doing, but how Mm. he's changed... The, the way of life in the White House. All right. First of all, he's put the temperature up in the room, a bit like in here. It's all... <laughs> no, we have to put it down in here. <laughs> Nick Ferrari won't work in the heat. George Bush, <laughs> so apparently, put it down. Uh, George Bush, apparently, always had the temperature in the Oval Office at 18 degrees Celsius. Really? All the year round, irritating. But Obama has cranked up the heating and often works jacketless, which has never been allowed. No one was even allowed to even walk into the Oval Office... Really? ...during Bush's regime without a f- proper suit and tie on. All the time. We will make it colder in here, though. We, yes, it ought to be yeah. a little, little, bit, little bit colder. Yeah. I was almost going to take some clothes off. 
Make it much colder. <laughs> make it really, really cold as quickly as possible. Fact, well, I think we could have it's a Friday. by the end of the programme. <laughs> the lady's name was June Allison. She died. June Allison? A little while ago, the actress June yes. Allison. Yes. And I'll tell you what's a really nice little She's film. wonderful, June Allison. The Shop Around the Corner. Ah, It's a very nice film. little film on DVD, which I've got, which I watched time and time again, and I love it. It's a Christmassy film, a although film. you know it's not proper snow, because you can see when it lands on their shoulder, it looks like feathers. So that is that, the remake yeah. of that is called You've Got Mail. Which was Tom oh. Hanks and, um, what's the name? Blonde Girl. Oh, really? There was a remake of The Shop on the Corner? Yeah, oh, watch the, the original. Watch the original. The original's lovely. Black oh, and white. Oh, it's lovely. Black and white. Black and white. Yes. The man who had the shop was Mr. Machinkin or something yeah, like I that. I haven't watched that for a long oh, time, but that's a lovely, lovely film. Oh, it's a film. Patty Mitchum, thank you. Thank you. i tell you what I watched. I watched Milk, which is the story of Harvey Milk. Oh, this is the, uh, the man, Sean Penn. Yes, yeah, Sean Penn. What a film. Very good. I actually cried at the end. Did you? Yes, but you're like that when you see the price of popcorn, <laughs> aren't you? I've <laughs> seen that before. adverts on the television. <laughs> but I did cry at the end. I, t- I found it quite emotional. Yeah. That, 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 that all what the man's, what he went through to, to get that. Yeah. In, anyway, you should go and see it just for his performance. He's absolutely... I keep meaning to go and see Slumdog Millionaire, but the trouble is I've got so much to do. Do you ever just... go to the pictures? No, no. No, do the pictures come to you? They do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a big van pulls up outside Steve Allen's <laughs> I wish, flat. Yes. Steve Allen gets there. No, I, j- I, and I, they I put fall a asleep. screen up and he can go and sit in his Bentley yeah. and watch the... I net... fall asleep. Do you at the cinema? Yeah, I'm I always fall asleep at the theatre. Instantly. Oh, do you? The first three minutes, I always fall I did asleep. did do at the barbecue. The moment the door shut and I settled into my seat, that was I was out for the count. I'm going to see La Boheme tonight at the ENO. Jonathan Miller's just doing a new well, La the Boheme. the and Throat Clinic? <laughs> no, not the Ear, and Throat Clinic. Oh, right. <laughs> That's in Gray's Inn Road, isn't it? Um, the ENO in the street over there. Yes. Yes. So back here again later on <laughs> this evening. I love it. Very quickly, let me just go through a couple of the, uh Sleazy MP Derek Conway <clears throat> has faced demands to quit. He's been told he has to apologise and pay back public cash he funnelled to his sons. Yes, I saw that. that he's got With, to uh, give his money back. The ghastly Henry Conway, 26 and a complete waste of space. Vigilantes in, Sur- uh, in Surrey, and as you pointed out earlier, um, violent attacks by girl girls have rocketed almost 50% in four years. They're not girls. <laughs> these definitely aren't girls, these no. people. They're revolting. <laughs> I don't know where they came from. We don't know where they come from. Uh, there's a lovely uh, thing in, story in here, um, and I'm going to show you the picture of this, because you'll really, 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 really like this. Really, really. And in fact, in fact, if they gave you this particular house, mm. you could have your bison. Was it bison? Oh, no. Aberdeen Angus cattle, you yeah. were, weren't you? My long-haired so. Aberdeen Angus. But it's actually the house of Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin's home in Oh, Kent. Darren's been there. And the nearby woodlands, fields and pounds. And it's been, there, it's actually been classed as a world heritage site. It's fantastic. They go down there, pe- people dress up and walk around in costume. In Victorian costume. Yes. Yeah. Really it's good. Absolutely. The most stunning house. You can, you could see his, uh, desk and everything else when mm. he wrote Origin of, oh yes, yes. it's all, because right. it's his year this year. Yes. And I think that Mrs. Darwin's bringing out a cookbook. Is she? Even if she's not alive, it's an old cookbook of her, her recipes. Absolutely wonderful house. Former Blue Peter star, uh, Zoe Salmon. Very dreary, Zoe. Very, very dreary. It's a shame you've not achieved much since you left Blue Peter. Most people go on to doing decent things. You don't appear to have done anything at all, I'm afraid. And you're not watching, um, Dancing on Ice? Well, I watched the Todd Carty bit. But that was in his routine to skate off Yes, it was. It was. And everybody thinks that he did it because... But he, he did trip as he went in. Yes, it was no. very funny, actually. Very funny. We did like very that. very funny. We liked that a lot. Uh, Natasha Kaplinsky is going back onto television as if we care. Part-time. Who reads... The, She's who? asked for to reduce reduced hours. She thinks so, too. She doesn't want to do the 7 o'clock bulletin. Well, because she wants to get home to, uh, yeah. to feed her child. Yeah. But the, but the trouble is, 
I, c- I really couldn't care less who reads the news on television. No. They make such a big deal about people who read an auto cue. And they are. I've had, in fact, it was quite funny on the on the BBC News the other day. I was watching it and I thought that girl keeps looking down. What's the matter? Their auto cue system had gone wrong, and, and she, she was had- having to read the <laughs> script. <laughs> she had to yes. read it from down there, and it was quite funny because when you're watching someone, you're so used to looking at them looking directly at you. Yeah. Of course, they're not looking at you; they're looking at a rolling auto cue. But she wasn't. She kept looking down. Yes. What you're supposed to do is you is you have a copy of the scripts in front of you, and even if you're reading an auto cue, you take that and put it underneath in case the auto cue goes down. Yeah. So then you can refer to your scripts. Mm. But of course, all they do is they read big. Most of these people don't even type their own stuff up. No, it's all done for them. It's done for it's them just, by a team just, of people. Just came, comes through. Yeah. Of course it does. But at the end, she said, "And we'd like to apologise today. That's all for today. We'll be back later, and we apologise for the technical hiccup because she obviously didn't have an auto cue." Yeah. It's, it's very fun. good. I, I, I do like it. It's actually a trade name, Autocue. It is, yes. It's a, it's a company called yeah. Autocue. Here she is, twit girl Paris Hilton. What a dreary little bore, I'm afraid. Anton Deck, who's he, she said. Why would you expect her to know anything? Dim as a plank, I'm afraid. Dim as a plank. And uh, they've got the first pictures of, uh, of Ben walking. This is this young man who lost both his legs. Oh, yes. And uh, it's, it's quite good. <clears throat> this is the paratrooper Ben Parkinson. Good for him. And the, we're still waiting to hear how bad the boy that stands in for uh, Daniel Radcliffe in the uh, Harry yes. Potter films, who had an accident. They were practising um, a stunt yeah. uh, that went slightly wrong. OK, so we wish, uh, wish him well this morning. And also, I'll be so glad when we've seen the back of Lady Gaga oh, from the country. Great. I'm sorry, if you want to go out wearing your underwear, can you go and do it somewhere else? <laughs> She you know, perhaps you've only had one hit single. Let's not sort of get too excited. Although, looking even more daft, I'm afraid, is Robbie Williams uh, trying to check out of the Swindon area incognito in balaclava and sunglasses. Such a shame, Robbie, that you didn't use the same technique when you wrote your last dreadful album. Yes. God. Isn't he over here about to write a new one? Oh, I'll tell you why I think he's gorgeous. Penelope Cruz. Oh, yes. I love Penelope Although Cruz. Although they're asking in the paper today, is Kate Winslet the most embarrassing actress ever? I thought she was one of our best actresses. Oh, really? OK. Well, we'll debate that later. Listen, I'm back with you on Sunday morning. Actor Patrick Reichardt is with me for In Conversation and then the Sunday Breakfast. Nick's with you after the news, which is next on 97.3. Your home may be repossessed if you don't get...